Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, episode 26. We're on episode, wait, wait, wait a second. Brandon, we are on episode 24 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. And I literally prepped you before you started your opening line. I said, hey, by the way, we're on episode 24. And your your little reply was, uh, do I really need to know that? And I said, yeah, just in case you want to say the episode number. So apparently you're two episodes uh, ahead and you're better than me. You think you're better than me because you're two episodes ahead. You just, you're the cool guy. You're the hipster that's always ahead of everybody. So is that how you want to start off this podcast? Episode 24. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the episode. I actually got two episodes ahead. I'm sure they'll happen. <laughs> I hope so anyway. Look, all I'm saying is this is episode 24 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, the podcast where I'm really wishing I had interrupted Brandon's birthday party at the strip club the way Batista interrupted Ric Flair's birthday this week. Brandon. That was... Awesome. I mean, it was rude, but it was awesome. You know, entertainment standpoint, I was like, "Holy crap!" We got Batista backstage. We got a big matchup for Mania coming up. Blue that was a cool way to, end. yeah. Oh yeah, he had on the did blue you notice that, that he oh, had? That awesome. Um, did you notice that he had his uh blue sunglasses and yeah. blue nose rings? So it's like this guy's self-aware. Like he obviously did that because he was like, "Oh hey." You know, everybody remembers the Blue Tista crap. So, like, I'm just going to go, like, do a little haha. So, he did that for us, Brandon. Batista's a, a man of the fans. A man of the fans, Brandon. Hell yeah, man. I, how about his intensity, man? In, in, in that little promo segment there that he had there. Go, go ahead, Brandon. Let's hear a rendition of Batista's promo. Give us, give us the line and then go ahead and, and do what he did. I mean, I don't remember the line right now, but here, here, let me. Saying, you know, we're, we're live, pal. We're live, pal. You got to do it. For what I the remember, line, the line was, "Do I have your attention now, Hunter?" To have your attention now, Hunter. Ah, ah. <laughs> Brandon, what, what's going on? If you're not watching the video version, uh, YouTube.com/slash Kenny for your thoughts. By the way, what's going on with this? Uh, with this. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like we're, we're the complete opposite Brandon. What's the term here? Why am I losing my train of thought? Maybe it's because it's midnight that when we're recording now, because you had your show, you had your priorities, Brandon. I didn't get to have my delicious cup of ethos coffee to keep me awake at midnight to talk to you. So ethosroasters.com slash use code. I should say use code. Don't sleep. You see, I can't even say the, the, the link right brandon because you got me so flustered right now recording at midnight why are we recording at midnight brandon i'm sorry well you know i thought i was gonna be home earlier than i was but okay so once again you're gonna sugarcoat why what's going on here so let me explain so guys tomorrow as of today's wednesday but tomorrow we have nxt in tampa and i've told brandon for a month and a half Hey, let's go to NXT in Tampa. And Brandon's like, all right, cool. Just let me know. So literally, because I know him every week, I've let him know, hey, I remember NXT Tampa, NXT Tampa. So we come to this week and he's like, "Uh, yeah, I don't have that day off. You know why he doesn't have that day off? Because of priorities. He rather play his little music, his little emo original music 
and have he had a show tonight. That's why he's late. And then not take tomorrow off to watch NXT. So his his priority is not wrestling, guys. It's music. <laughs> it's not my fault. I had I had to take other days off, you know, ahead of time. So that's why it just it didn't work out. I, I didn't have enough days, man. Yeah. Again, priorities. You know, you know, it's it, you know what the saying is: you always make time for things that you love, Brandon. I make time for this podcast. I make time to go to NXT tomorrow. You know, you I act like you're busier than me. I have a family. I have a beautiful daughter. You know, you, you act like you're busier than me. What do you have going on, Brandon? Are you taking Drew? Is Drew going? Drew can't go. He's got oh, class. Damn. Sorry, it's supposed man. to just be me and you. It's supposed to be uh, our anniversary date, Brandon. But that's okay. Look, I tried. Well, look, I put in for some uh, for WrestleMania days. So if I get those off. You know, maybe we could hang out then. But speaking of which, so Tuesday, you know, or Monday night, I should say, Brandon's like, "Yeah, uh, I'll come over for SmackDown." And then I text him, and I'm like, Are "You coming over for SmackDown?" Oh, hey, by the way, let's book the flight. Let's book the flight for uh, WrestleMania. And as soon as I say, like, Brandon Hayes, since we, you, okay, like the backstory is usually we use each other's cards. So like one year I'll pay for the flight. The next year he'll pay for the flight. We'll pay each other back. That kind of thing. The minute I mentioned to like Brandon, Hey, it's your turn to use your card. All of a sudden Brandon's like, yeah, uh, I can't come over. What's the deal, Brandon? <laughs> They're completely unrelated. <laughs> he coming over for, look, for I don't think, out. I don't think it's a coincidence that you didn't want to come over for SmackDown. You didn't want to book flights to WrestleMania. No, I you don't want to go to wait, wait, don't cut me off. Damn it. You, you uh, don't want to go to NXT on Thursday. So obviously wrestling is not a priority to you. <laughs> no, it's not at all. No, no, no. I, I said, let me know what the flight stuff was going to cost. You so also I, said, let me know when NXT is so I can request that day off. And here we are. Uh, I, I know, but the NXT, I could. If I told you Hardcore Holly was going to be at NXT, how quickly could you have that day off? Because you, in a heartbeat, you'd be like, yeah, I'll go. I might have called in sick, you know, but. See? Do you see? It's Hardcore Holly. It's not my, look, <laughs> I could, it could be helped with the days of that week. But uh, I just wanted to know. It was completely unrelated. The plane tickets. Really? It was just, I just had to text them both one and the other because I got, I texted back late. So I was like, oh crap, I missed the response in between. So that's Let why me, it came one after the other. It seemed like I was doing one because of the other. But We're, we're always the complete opposite. Like if, again, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, because you cut me off, I was supposed to say this. Like, look at us right now. You look like you're in the annals of hell with the with complete darkness. And like, I look like I'm in heaven right now. Like, I look so angelic. There's so much light. Like, what's going on here, Brandon? This is good. I thought maybe we'd do a little contrast. See how, see how it works out. Right. Contrast. There. That was the word I was looking for. Thank you, Brandon, for finally. Oh. You, tra you tried to make me look stupid. There you go. You tried to make me look stupid and not tell me the word. But anyway, I oh, guess I'll sorry, forgive man. you. I didn't know where, where we were going. <sighs> Where we where we were supposed to be going Thursday night yeah. was NXT. That's where we were going, dude. What what's going on? No, to hell with you. I'm going to show you <laughs> how you don't prioritize this podcast, Brandon. Again, if you're looking in the video version, you see this, Brandon. You're holding your microphone, right? Yeah. 
what do you usually have on this podcast <laughs> so that you don't have to hold the microphone? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna no, no, answer the question. <laughs> no, sometimes I have a mic stand. Where is the mic stand? The mic stand is with uh, our buddy Steph Stefano. What do you do with Stefano? What do you do with Stefano? Why is the yeah, mic stand yeah. with Stefano? Because we we do we do the music stuff. Priorities. But priorities. Do you look, see? Do it's you see? not. It's not technically my stand. It's his. So I needed to get my own stand. You know, here. the truth comes out. So finally, so finally, now I see right. Brandon never owned a mic stand. He's been <laughs> right. borrowing. Was, this man's been borrowing a mic stand. Yeah, Ooh, you know on, why? Hold on, one second. hold on one second. Keep talking, Brandon. I was borrowing the mic stand. Actually, I wasn't even going to borrow the mic stand. I was going to get my own, but he was like, no, man, you know what? Just use this. Go ahead and take yeah, it. True. He's a nice guy. True. Here, I wonder if you have another friend that has a mic stand that they don't use. If only, again, if you're not, if you're not watching the video version, you don't understand, but I'm twirling a mic stand right now for Brandon to see that I have one that right. he could have. Yeah, I can't use the... <laughs> I know I have one of those little tripod ones, but I can't use that. I needed something so, up away from the yeah. So my right. my my tripod's not good enough for you. You're Correct. saying you need one bigger. Yours is bigger yeah. than mine. <laughs> well, not that way, but yes, I needed a proper mic so I can have it off. off to the side anyway, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure our fans are kind of irritated that like I've just spent ten minutes of the podcast burying you right now. Instead of talking about alive, right as well, you should. But instead of talking about an amazing, amazing week in professional wrestling, so let's let's change courses here, Brandon. You you get a pass just because I owe it to the fans of this podcast to talk about some wrestling. So, Brandon, uh, you saw Raw with me. You didn't see you didn't see SmackDown with me because you were too busy prioritizing your music, but. <laughs> Let's start off with Raw. What were you thinking about this week, man? What were you thinking about this week in wrestling? Look, man, this is mania season, man. They're stepping up the shows. They got to get people hyped for these pay-per-views. And so uh, I think you see that in the flow of the shows, uh, the people that they're featuring, the way they're featuring the talent. It's good, man. I'm so you're it. more of a casual fan. Like, what do you yeah. think? What did you think about this week in wrestling? Uh, I thought I thought it was pretty solid, man. You know, we got AEW coming around. Then we got wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. So we had an amazing week in WWE. So the first thing you mentioned on this podcast is AEW. AEW didn't do shit this week. I'm just saying wrestling. In AE, wait, wait, no. What did AEW do this week that was so amazing that you need to talk about it? Well, I was just—I was just saying in general. You know, we have AEW coming. Yeah, around. you're saying in general. You try to be cool, like you're trying to appeal <laughs> to the people who listen to this podcast, and they see right through you because they know AEW didn't make any sort of announcements this week. They didn't do anything, uh, you know, worth mentioning. And you're like, you know, we got AEW. Yeah, AEW. We right? cool. We're excited about AEW, right? That's what I thought. But look, yeah. You're like one of, those of like one of those journalists who obviously doesn't know wrestling and they're like interviewing a superstar and they're like, you know, so you're you're kind of a big guy, you know, you're doing all your athletic athletic moves. 
So tell me that that uh, finishing type move that you do. What's it called? Yeah, I think that's that's an all right question to ask. Yeah, but look, yeah, and then of course, obviously, in the in the you know the main the main brand WWE. You know, he has a big wow. thing. And now on. he buries AEW by saying that WWE is the main brand. You can't well, do any right on this podcast, but now you're right? now you're basically saying that AEW is a lesser is lesser than the WWE and, and it hasn't even started yet. That's right, but it has potential to be the premier North American wrestling promotion. So we'll see what happens. I believe I believe they, they'll do well, you know. But we'll see. But anyway. You know, let's get back to the WWE here. Big, big moment on Raw to open up. The big dog, Roman Reigns, comes out. He's coming down the ring. He's, he's looking jacked. He's looking like he's ready to go. This has got to be good news. Uh, he had a good, good fan reaction from the uh, fans there in Atlanta. So this is exciting. He says he's in remission. So. I don't know. This is this is pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be ready to. It's fake, Brandon. It's all fake. This whole cancer thing has been fake. I mean, even if it wasn't work, I mean, it's a good one. Wow. I was being facetious, Brandon. And for those who don't know what that word means, I was essentially kidding. Um, Brandon, I, I know I had to explain to you. Really, what I meant to say was for people like Brandon who don't know what I meant by that. Brandon, what pissed me off the most this week and I got to rant a little bit is like all I saw all, all the toxicity I saw this week after Roman announced uh, that his cancer was in remission. All I saw was you see you guys. It was a work. It had to be a work. There's no way somebody could have uh, could have beaten cancer that quickly. Are you fucking kidding me? What do you think? Let me hear your thoughts on this. That way you can add fuel to the fire because I know you're always that guy who's like got to be the opposite of what I'm saying. I mean, look at you. You're in the dark right now. I'm in the light. Um, so go ahead, tell me what you think, and then I'll fucking blow the doors down. <laughs> I, I'm actually perfectly okay with it being a work, you know, if it is a work. I think it's a brilliant move, a brilliant work. Um, this is just genius, really. I mean, what better way to get over the guy you want? Dude, all characters aside, do you think this is a work? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, I personally, I guess, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think someone they would do something like that. But I mean, you know, wrestling wise, it's hard to tell. You know. Yeah. Here I go. For anybody that thinks this shit is a work, you're a miserable fucking human being. Because people have said, well, Vince McMahon has faked his death. They faked heart attacks. They've done this. You think that the WWE would stoop as low as to have one of their top stars say that he has cancer to gain sympathy from the crowd? You are part of the fanboys that are hating Roman Reigns just to hate. It tells me a lot about you as a person. Because if you'll allow yourself to think such toxic thoughts, Get the fuck off this page. Get get off of my Instagram page. Don't listen to my podcast anymore. You're full of shit. Like, holy crap. How do you think that this is a work? Look, a, a lot of people, you know, set up works and get sympathy for people. I mean, look at Jesse yeah, Smollett. Maybe on the indies, maybe, maybe other places. But, you know, the WWE is a publicly traded company. 
they have stockholders to answer to. There's no way they're going to allow a storyline where one of their stars has cancer and then beats it right before WrestleMania season. And I don't think people people are 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 harking on the fact that hey, Roman Reigns came back just in time for Mania. Oh, how coincidental. No. They were also saying how how can someone beat cancer so quickly? And they're like, well, my cousin had cancer, and this is how long it took him, and this is this is no offense, but fucking a guys, no offense. Roman Reigns is an athlete. Roman Reigns ain't, and I'm including myself in the statement. Roman Reigns ain't built like us. Roman Reigns is very healthy. You know, I'm sure as soon as he got his cancer diagnosis, that his cancer came back, he was eating right, he was exercising, he was doing everything he needed to do to come back. And also, I want you all to realize cancer affects people differently. It kills one person, and then it goes away in another person. Cancer is not something where there is a definition for how it looks, how it acts, and what it does. People are like, why didn't Roman lose his hair? He he wasn't necessarily on that kind of treatment. They could have caught it early. You don't know what kind of treatment he, he was taking. That's what I'm saying. So... It's funny how everyone suddenly became a fucking expert on cancer. And this is how it was supposed to play out. It was going to, it's supposed to take him this long and he was supposed to lose his hair. Thank you guys. Thank you. All you wrestling fans with medical degrees who, who chimed in on, on how Roman Reigns was supposed to look and act because he was supposed to lose weight and be bald. That's how everybody looks on cancer. Thank you. Show, thanks for showing me that you've seen movies on cancer. All right, well, let, let's say, you know, for the sake of argument, this is the real deal. You know, everybody there genuinely happy that it's back. Do they sustain this? Is this is this legit? Do people really feel, you know, happy about Roman sort of coming back? Well, that's the is problem. Is going to be a product of going to remain this character? It sickens me kind of. and that, That's kind of what I'm saying. It sickens me to be a wrestling fan in this sense because – what I thought would happen was that we would all just be happy for this man and we'd be excited and almost thankful. Like, Hey, we didn't appreciate this guy enough. And here's a second chance to appreciate him. Now, maybe, maybe I shouldn't speak because in the arena, I think that was the feel. And for the majority of people watching at home, I think that was the feel. But when I go on social media, which by the way, I want to thank everybody. We have our, our, we've grown exponentially. Uh, you know, just a little sidebar here. We've grown exponentially um, on our Instagram page. We're up to 3,000 followers. 3,000? 3, yes, 3,000. Where did they come well, from, man? We didn't pay for these guys, right? I don't remember paying for that many. No, we didn't pay for anybody because I, I refuse to pay for followers unlike you, Brandon. Uh, uh, yeah, I was anyway, ready to. <laughs> I know you were. I, I know you were. I don't know why you were ready to pay for followers. I knew we could grow this page and make it something. And here we are. And I shouldn't say we, I should say me, but yeah. anyway, um, I also want to thank everybody on Twitter because our Twitter is starting to grow now. I mean, I remember, remember a couple episodes I was talking about having like a hundred followers and how great that was. We're up to like 750 now. So, I mean, you were getting up there. Uh, if you're not following us on Twitter at Kenny podcast, uh, I go ham on Twitter. Like I'm a lot more ridiculous Instagram. I have to post, you know, photos and, and kind of be ridiculous like that, but I can just randomly say little comments to things on Twitter. So, 
if you want to see my the full scope of my humor, please go on our Twitter. Um, I'm starting to have fun with it. Um, but speaking of not having fun, back yeah. into what we were talking about. Um, everybody was genuinely happy that Roman Reigns was back. But then I go on Twitter and all I see is this toxicity of like people not happy, like literally comments. I posted like Roman came back and on Instagram, we were getting comments like, well, fuck that. Now he's going to be in the main event. And, and, and Becky, Becky and Ronda was supposed to be in the main event. It's like one, first of all, thanks for letting us know what's happening at WrestleMania, because apparently you're booking the shit. And two, can we focus on the fact that the man is healthy before we even start criticizing like his wrestling character? Can we generally as a wrestling community, just be happy that like one of our own is happy and healthy. Like I've heard, you know, that Rome, it was Roman's decision that as soon as he was healthy, like I want to go full bore back into WWE. WWE would have let him, you know, let him sit on the sidelines if he wanted to, but he was like, no, I want to go back on the road. So it was his decision. It's not like Vince was like, God, we got to get him back for mania. But, you know, Vince McMahon is a devil to a lot of people. Like, he can't do any right. <laughs> Speaking of Vince not doing any right, what's up with Vince changing all the matches up? I think we're building somewhere, Brandon. I think what we're getting here, uh, if I had to venture a guess, is like uh, Vince is out of touch. Like, remember, the wrestling community, the IWC, the internet wrestling community, already thinks Vince is out of touch. So why not kind of go into that and show that he's, quote unquote, out of touch? And so Shane, Stephanie, and Triple H will probably be like, we got to get him the fuck out of this company. And I think, also remember, that you know XFL is coming. So Vince is going to be relieved of his WWE duties soon enough. And not in a real aspect. I mean, just in the sense of he's not going to have time because he's going to be focusing on the XFL. And Vince McMahon's not getting any younger. So I don't think that it's a coincidence. I think this is going to be storyline-wise them driving him out of the company circa 2020. And, um, you know, at least going into the next Mania, perhaps. Um and them taking over the WWE and saying, hey, we're going to do things different. But, you know, speaking of the next mania, Brandon, mm-hmm. something I wanted to talk to you about because you yeah. pissed me off about it when we were talking during Raw. Oh, no. So we're getting, yeah, you knew this was coming, right? Um, so we're getting news that it's all but confirmed that WrestleMania 36 will be in our neck of the woods, 15 minutes away from our respective houses in Tampa, Florida, at Raymond James Stadium. And the first thing you tell me is that it's probably going to be a filler mania. No, well, wait. Let's, let's give this proper context, all right? Uh, before I made said comments, you had mentioned that, you know, there's people from other states, uh, or I guess, was it somebody on Twitter or on the YouTube or you know, comment you had seen somewhere? Or there was complaining like, oh, why do they always have mania in sort of the same places over and over again? It's like they, you know, they're having it before. Yeah, and I and I basically mentioned like, hey, like twit, like um, the weather is a factor in a lot of this because it's better to have the aesthetic of sun as opposed to snow and rain. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. But I was saying, you know, to sort of, you know, give maybe perspective or a little hope to these other cities, you know, these other places that, you know, don't get many as often. 
It's like, hey, look, maybe they'll get, you know, a mania out of Denver or somewhere like that, you know, at some point. And don't worry so much about, you know, places like Florida, you know, getting the mania all the time. This one will probably be a filler one and they'll save a really big special mania for when they go somewhere they don't normally go to, you know, the whole mania. Kind of like, like, you know, they save good shows for Chicago or for New York or L.A., you know, it's big towns. Now now even more mad because now I'm realizing what you mean by that is that Tampa is not good enough for a good show. No, that's not what I mean at all. Tampa's great. Tampa's fantastic. You just said a bigger city. You just said uh, a crowd like Chicago, a crowd like New York. So we're not a hotbed is basically what you're saying. No, what I'm saying is. is Then again, we did have Battleground 2014. (laughs) So if you if you didn't watch Battleground 2014, do me a favor, put it on while you go to bed. You'll have the best sleep of your life because there's no crowd reactions whatsoever. Look, not I every swear to God, I was at Extreme. No, I was at Extreme Rules 2011. I swear to God, a man looked at me when Karma came out and exact words. You know, she was the awesome Kong in the TNA. <laughs> Word for word, what he said. Now I want you to mention, I want to mention that two minutes earlier, I had mentioned something to my cousin about awesome Kong possibly showing up. Uh, So apparently he just thought that I just pulled the name awesome Kong out of my ass and had to mention like, Hey, she's from the TNA. Did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Wherever you are, sir, I would love for you to be on this podcast. Yes. So we We can talk about TNA. That's right. And the awesome Kong. But yeah. no, look, not every WrestleMania you can knock it out of the park. Not every WrestleMania necessarily is as special as others. You know, uh, there's some WrestleManias, you know, that aren't really just standalone shows. They're actually kind of shows that are used to sort of build toward either the next show or the next event. Um, for example, I think WrestleMania, I want to say 27. Is that right. the one where yeah, you had, yeah, where you had The Rock come back? It was Cena versus The Miz in the main event. Okay, and that, that was sort of built we around talked about yeah. that, right? We talked about that 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 was a filler WrestleMania because right. they had already had a plan for WrestleMania 28, which was right. going to be John Cena versus The Rock. Right. We Not that 27 that. was bad. I, I love 27. I'm oh, a 27. Big, I'm a Rock I Mark. Did, I didn't actually favorite, hate so. 27 because they had Undertaker versus Triple H at that one too. Uh, it was it was not a bad match whatsoever. Twenty eight ended up topping it, but I they had a plan for twenty eight. Um, so I don't disagree with you that there've been filler manias. I don't disagree with you. What I disagreed with is the fact that WrestleMania thirty five hasn't even happened, and you for some reason can safely assume that thirty six would be a filler mania, a filler it's- hashtag filler mania. It's possible. It's possible it could be a Philomania, but I'm just saying that to say, hey. Who the fuck are you to tell me it's going to be a Philomania? Have a little faith. Have a little hope. You towns and cities, you know, that haven't got mania yet. You don't. Maybe they're saving a really good one for you. Let me tear uh, your argument apart because you told me this in private. The way you act is like you commented on Instagram. Like, hey, you know, like you're the savior of all these people. They didn't they didn't see what you said Monday night in my room watching Raw. Right. You're no. the savior of the masses, aren't you, Brandon? 
No, they didn't. But hopefully, the Kitty Free Thoughts podcast will oh. get these thoughts out there, you know? Right, right. I just want to speak for the people, you know? I just want to say what people are thinking. So, Brandon, uh, Brandon would like to announce that he is running for president in 2020. The man of the people. He's running in the independent party. So, Brandon, uh, what is going to be your campaign slogan? Uh, 2024. That is uh, that's when I'll run. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take a man, a man of the people, man. A man of the people. That's right. Brandon Brown, a man of the people. People. Boom. It's brilliant. And luck, you know, what I'm happy about is, is if you run in 2024, I'm going to make a lot of money selling a lot of stories to the National Enquirer because I have a lot of fucking tape on you, bro. A lot of evidence. Uh, There's no way I'll become president. There's way too many skeletons in the closet. Right. You know. And I they're but, pretty much they're pretty much all on this phone right here. It's like yeah. like I can just I can just ruin your campaign. So yeah, I, you I, should I'm, run because I'm going to be a millionaire. Exactly. Look, I'm just doing it to push the parties in a certain direction, you know. I want to right. change the platforms. That's what I'm trying to do here. Right. Speaking of pushing the party in a certain direction and maybe pushing the podcast in a certain direction, I did want to remind everybody to give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We would definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, maybe we should get back into some wrestling here, Brandon. Yeah. I think we're getting a little bit off topic, which is kind of kind of your mo, Brandon. Which is you can't focus on the issues. How the hell are you going to be president, Brandon? That's but anyway, right. <laughs> all right. So getting back to Raw here, what do you think about the NXT call-ups this time around? You know, the crowd a little more excited about Dude, what's going can, on. Can I give it up for the ATL? I want to give it up to Atlanta, Georgia. This again, I'm I'm a little bit more ridiculous on Twitter, but I was like, ATL, you got you gotta you gotta do it for us. You gotta get the energy up. You gotta make up for the fucking awful Lafayette crowd from last week. Lafayette, you have heat with me. So um yeah, they did it. They did it, man. That they were it's almost like I, I think I told you that it almost felt like they were compensating because they knew how bad the crowd was in Lafayette. So they were almost like, not to say disingenuous at all, but they were like, no, the show, if the show is awesome, we're going to keep the energy up. So they almost felt the need to, um, <laughs> they killed it, man. Roman, the Roman reaction was where it needed to be. Uh, the NXT call-ups got great reactions. Um, I was digging this crowd, man. I was, I was definitely digging this crowd and, and rightfully so, because this week of wrestling was probably better than last week. This is probably the best uh, week of wrestling in quite some time. I can't think of the last time I was this excited for, for Raw and SmackDown. Right. So what did you think about this match, which I actually thought was really cool? Uh, Leo Rush versus Finn Balor. The I don't WWE. want to talk about Leo Rush. I don't oh. want to talk about Leo Rush whatsoever. Um, I was a fan of Leo Rush. I was a fan. Until last Monday during a moment of bliss when Alexa bliss made the statement, Finn, if you show me your abs, I'll show you my, and then cue Leo rush's music. So Leo rush, you have heat with me now. What was she? She was probably going to show him her pig, Larry, Steve. That would have been, yeah, that would have been really cool. Larry, Steve. I, we would have gotten, now we'll never know. Yeah. Now we'll never know. 
Now we'll never know because Leo Rush had to come out with his moping ass and go, Pinballer, you don't deserve the title. You, you used to be cool, Leo. What the hell happened? But yeah, Leo has a good showing in this match against Finn. Uh, Finn ends up picking up the win. But then we get Lashley, Leo backstage, and Lashley is not happy. That that Leo's the best promos of Lashley's life. How about that? How about that energy and that fire? I told you, I was thinking about this the other day of like, you know, is it that old school people had better promos than guys? Or was it that old school guys just shouted their ass off and it showed an energy where it's like you almost have to pay attention to it? So it's different if, if Lashley had, had said, are you kidding me, Leo? You go out there and you and you do that, and it's supposed to be my Intercontinental Championship match, I would have won that match. And it's different if he goes, are you kidding me, Leo? Are you kidding me? You can't even go out there and make a match for me. You have to make it about yourself. You see, when you put the energy up, you pay attention. You know, I didn't say anything very prophetic or very profound, I should say. I, I didn't say anything profound just now, but I'm sure it seemed a lot better when I, when I turned the energy up a little bit, right? Maybe we should turn the energy up for the rest of the podcast, Brandon. That's how we should do the rest of the podcast. Brandon, what'd you think about Monday Night Raw? You know what, Kitty? He was so jacked. He was rippling. The veins were popping. I was excited. Oh, man, it was so good. It was the best promo. Oh, man, I could watch it over again. I could watch that promo all day, Brandon, because Monday Night Raw, because Friday Night SmackDown, even though they're on Tuesday night now, they're not on Friday night, but they'll be back on Friday night when they go to Fox. It was a great episode, brother. So they're going to Fox after Mania? No, right after Mania? Or is it they're going to Fox in the, in the fall. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they're going to Fox in the fall. So, uh, you know. That should be exciting, man, because I, I heard Fox doesn't want doesn't want just like a filler show. Uh, hashtag filler mania, like Brandon says. What they want, <laughs> what they want is like an exciting show, like a Kenny for your thoughts podcast. I hope we're it's exciting. We're posing. We're flexing. Yeah, we'll just pose like Randy Orton this whole podcast. That's how we're, we got to end the podcast like that, Brandon. Don't you forget. I got to cut another promo so I can feel some time, man. We still got 30 minutes to go. But I'm feeling really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. This is Ric Flair's birthday, all right? 70 years old. I can't believe it. This guy's still, uh, you know, profiling and styling. No, you you see, you can't talk about Ric Flair without having the high energy. So you should be cutting a promo for Ric Flair's birthday. Woo! I'm Ric Flair. And I just got a couple ladies in the back. I'm going to take them on because I go all night long. You know, that's, that's why they I call think... me the nature boy. <laughs> Woo! Nature boy. That's what I think happened. Because my biggest thing in that segment was they had uh, all these legends come out. Shawn Michaels, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Sting. Which, can we talk about Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat trying to take out Seth Rollins before his WrestleMania main event? Chopped him wow. in the chest. Almost tore his peck off the bone. Uh, very, very reckless. Strong style. Uh, Ricky the Dragon yeah. Steamboat. I can't, I can't believe it. I can't believe you would try to ruin the WWE, uh, the WrestleMania 35 main event. Make this a filler mania, 
as you would put it. I'm not going to let you live that down. I hate you so much. (laughs) But in all seriousness, uh, the one thing I said about that segment was like, you remember Ric Flair didn't show up for uh, when his music played. Yeah, and then they cut to backstage, and it's kind of a silhouette. We're like, "Holy shit, is that Batista dragging the cameraman to the locker room?" Here's my thing: if Batista wasn't dragging the cameraman to the locker room, Ric Flair still wasn't showing up to the ring for his music in time. <laughs> so, so that's my gripe with the segment because I was like, I don't nitpick in here, but I'm like, so Ric Flair's dumbass was, you know, and, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that. He's actually a dumbass, but like in terms of the segment, it's like you're telling me that Ric Flair was just still in his locker room at this time. You know what? He had probably had a couple of ladies back there, you know. Right. And that's kind of going back to why I said it because you you're you're probo, you're like, I got a couple of ladies back here. And then the other thing I want to know, he came in with his wife Wendy. Yeah. Where the hell was she during all of this? <laughs> Wait, maybe they made Wendy go to the go and sit down like in this arena. The other fans are like you so, can't hang out. My theory, my theory is Batista killed Wendy. Oh no, Batista, Batista murdered Wendy because she was nowhere to be seen. I, 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 I want to know the whereabouts of Wendy right now because I'm worried. I'm, I'm absolutely worried. Look, I'm hitting the microphone. I'm so worried. Like I, that's right. I, you know, I anybody with connections or inside knowledge, the inner workings of the business, please, please DM us, us on Instagram. Yeah. Or, or or tweet us or something. Yeah. Please give us the what whereabouts. Happened what happened to her? And I want to interview her on this podcast and ask her what her experience during this time was because this is this is horrible. This is like like the Stephanie McMahon kidnapping angle in 1999. Wendy's still <laughs> out there somewhere. Batista Batista still has her. This is horrible. I don't know. And, and where the hell was Charlotte Flair during all of this? <laughs> My my gripe was that on SmackDown she shows up and starts talking about Becky Lynch. She didn't even show up to her father's birthday. <laughs> she didn't right, even know yeah. that her father got well, attacked. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't on the show. She should have been hell? out there to celebrate the birthday. Right, you would think ring. like your father's turning seventy, you would show up, right? So in in terms of kayfabe, I'm kind of confused what's going on here. Um, that being said, I don't want you all thinking like we thought the same was yeah. bad. This was I mean, a, what did you think of the video package? Segment. Uh I'm not gonna lie to you, I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy oh. kind of getting still worked up that you said that WrestleMania 36 <laughs> and Tampa would be filler. I was so focused on that. Right. I mean, do you think Ric Flair is the GOAT, really? Uh, Ric Flair is one of the greatest of all time. Uh, he was never my cup of tea in the sense right. of like, I was a WWF Mark more. So I didn't really grow up with flair. Um, I saw his WWF run, uh, learned to appreciate him as I got older and saw his run because he was definitely Mr. NWA. Um, so yeah, Ric Flair's a legend in the business, man. I don't, I, I don't know if I'd say he's the greatest of all time. Um, but yeah, he's definitely up there. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, Right, yeah, right, brother. So yeah, so freaking we got Batista taking out the greatest of all time, and he's like, "Hey, Hunter, what's up?" So this is gonna happen. We're getting Hunter versus Batista at Mania. I mean, that's one of those things. Like it. That's why I laugh. I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago. I said I read something where somebody was like, "The build to WrestleMania is terrible so far." And I was like, what build to Mania? They haven't done anything yet. But it's to show you that the 
WWE can change the build in like a heartbeat. Like two things happened this week or two, a couple really big things in the span of like five minutes. And I'm talking about on their respective shows within five minutes, things were changed. Batista showed up. His segment was less than two minutes of him on screen. Left us with a cliffhanger, which, by the way, I was so happy with that. We've seen so many birthday celebrations or this kind of celebration or that kind of celebration where they're kind of run on and then maybe somebody comes out and they they attack somebody. And that's how it is. Like the one I can think of is uh, Seth Rollins was having a statue debuted, you know, uh, about th- three and a half, four years ago. And then they finally reveal the statue and it's Sting and Sting starts beating the crap out of everybody. But there's a formula that we've seen before. This one was Ric Flair didn't even make it to the damn ring. You know what I mean? He We never really technically got the segment, which was so cool. It was so anticlimactic for Batista to just pull the cameraman and said, watch this, <laughs> quote unquote, beat the crap out of Ric Flair in his locker room, drag him and then say, Thunder, do I have your attention now and walk out? Because remember the thing I've been telling you, I don't think I've said it on this podcast, but I've been telling you for weeks that my the the thing I'm most critical about uh, of Raw recently is that we don't have any cliffhangers. Mm. There's no reason for me to tune in the next week sometimes because they just ended on like a match. This is one where we get the cliffhanger. You know people are going to tune in next week on Raw, uh, uh, Raw now because... We want to know what the hell Triple H is going to do to Batista. We want to know if Batista is going to come out. And they've done a good job. Like, I'm already hyped for this match. I didn't expect Batista to be the heel in this feud and Triple H to be the baby face, but here we are. This is going to be unique. Yeah, do you think they'll flip that? Or is it gonna... Not at all. Well, I guess they can't because he beat a Ric Flair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, not only that, um, one, it was a, that was a dastardly thing to do. Really yeah. think about that. Like, that's his mentor. It's something that's someone he and Triple H are close to. So that is like a hell of a thing to do, like to beat up Ric Flair on his 70th birthday. Like if you really think about that, if it was a real life situation, there's no way Batista is a baby face. And then two, I know for a fact Dave Batista does not like playing baby face anyway. He'd rather be heel. And it's a more intriguing storyline to have a baby face Triple H in this anyway and a heel Batista. I'm excited. I this is this might be this might overtake my excitement of Becky Lynch Ronda Rousey, which is really? kind of crazy Damn. to think about, like how quickly that happened. And you know, that's kudos to Batista and Triple H, man. Those guys are stars. You know what I mean? Because if you can just come in and change the whole course of WrestleMania in a matter of two minutes, ho- holy crap, you're something special. You're doing something right, man. So yeah, that I guess that sort of wraps it up on the raw angle, but we also sort of had some surprises here on SmackDown, you know, Dude. tying back in to this great week in wrestling. Dude, 20 minutes. In the first 20 minutes of SmackDown, we had two huge surprises. Two returns, I should say. 20 minutes. Like how this crazy is, is that? Yeah. You know, here we got and we talk about anticlimactic I love anticlimactic things. I love when you like, there's not one person that could tell me in that opening segment of SmackDown that they predicted that would happen. There's not one person. I don't care. Any dirt sheet readers say nothing. No one could have predicted that you might've thought like maybe they would switch some matches around, but not in that way. So now we got, you know, Kofi Kingston coming out and they're, you know, Xavier hyping them and Big E hyping them like 11 years. 
This man's waited for the shot for 11 years, and they're sitting there doing the, again, the average contract signing. This was an average segment for, for you know, something like this. They were going to sit there and sign the contracts, and then probably all hell was going to break loose. And then you got Vince McMahon coming out and changing it completely. Like, right when we thought, like, oh, they're just going to sign the contracts, and then, you know, someone's going through a table. Right. Out comes Vince McMahon, and he says, Kofi, you don't deserve this. I'm looking for box office. And he brings out a, re- a returning Kevin Owens and says, this is the man that's challenging Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. I don't know about you, Brandon, but in that moment, again, all logic aside, in the moment, yeah, I was pissed. Mm. I was absolutely livid. Again, it's like one of those things where you almost forget wrestling's fake for a second. You go, what the right. fuck are they doing to Kofi? And the arena reacted in kind. They were pissed off. Right. Now, in hindsight, you know, a couple, uh, you know, a couple hours removed from SmackDown, then I started, the wheels started turning in my head, and I'm like, Kevin Owens is going to challenge a fast lane, lose, and Daniel Bryan's probably going to Mania to, ch- uh, to face Kofi Kingston. Yeah. You know? So not all hope is lost. So what do you happen. feel? What would you feel about this, man? Yeah, the same way. It, it was crazy. I, I, you know, I felt more people were gonna like feel that way. Like, all right, obviously they're sort of doing this angle. It's gonna build sympathy, you know, for Kofi. You know, you build sympathy, and you know, same sort of feelings for Becky Lynch. You know, and her feud on the other end, and. um they're going to get, you know, they're, they're obviously going to end up in the main event, or, you know, or in these marquee matchups anyway, once the show rolls around and now we're that much, you know, more behind them. Um, you know, Vince, you know, you get to play off the storyline of Vince losing it, you know, doing all this craziness. You know, yeah. There's so many on. directions we yeah. can go off of this. And the thing is with this is like, we think that, but we're, there's still part of us that's like, but what if they don't do that? What if Kofi doesn't go to Mania? What then? That's a possibility. Right. And and so that's why I think we're all intrigued because it's like we're still kind of like pissed off. We're still like this. This may go a different direction. We don't know. And that's it goes back to unpredictability. That's the word of this this episode. Unpredictability to me can be better than if it was the right decision or not. Hmm. It's almost like the frenetic energy and the randomness can almost be better than if it was Kofi Kingston challenging for the title or winning the title because you didn't see it coming, which keeps you tuning in. I compare it to the Attitude Era. I said this. I said this to you. Uh, you know, I'm about to get some heat from a lot of fans from what I'm about to say. The Attitude Era did not have the best stars. Okay? A lot of the big stars went to WCW. Uh, they had a lot of younger, uh, younger crop of talent. What kept the attitude, and of course, that's a general statement. They had Rock and Austin, which were friggin' awesome, Triple H, Undertaker. But as a general rule, the roster was a lot younger, a lot more untested. What kept the attitude era going was the storylines, the unpredictability, and the fast pace of the attitude era. That's why people look back on the fa- uh, attitude era fondly. And what I'm seeing now, this week in wrestling, is that the attitude era to me, the, the pacing is back. 
because this is stuff we would have seen in the Attitude Era. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Bruce Pritchard got rehired by WWE, more than likely was the one producing these shows. Remember, Bruce Pritchard used to be Vince McMahon's right-hand man at one time. So I don't think it's a coincidence. I think they're realizing like, yo, we need to bring some of that energy back. And it's working. It's absolutely working. Because I, I don't know about you, but I stayed awake throughout both episodes of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Actually, I know for a fact you didn't stay awake during Monday Night Raw, so I shouldn't say that. I almost made it, man. You know, I, I perked up for the birthday celebration, though. You did. That's I did. Right. You did, but but you did fall asleep during uh, Bailey Nia Jax. That that was a little that was a little rough. No like offense to, to those where, those ladies. We're to, to the fantastic. point where I fast forwarded it to like towards yeah. the end of the match. You didn't even realize. I yeah, did that so. because I was just like, I'm not watching Brandon sleep throughout this whole match, which goes back to your <laughs> you point in last week's episode, which goes back to the, your point in last week's episode that you ruined wrestling for me because I'm just sitting there stressed out looking at you like, you see, man, you can't, you can't do that, man. You just got to watch the show. You got to enjoy the show. We all enjoy the show in our own we? way. Yeah. We. <laughs> you dream about the show. <laughs> Speaking of which, Brandon, about Brandon, Brandon, during the black history segment, speaking of dream, Martin Luther King comes up and Brandon's exact words were, uh, didn't they do this shit already? I mean, come on. There's a lot of blacks <laughs> in this country <laughs> that contributed things. Brandon's we have to show the same three Brandon's black exact people? words. And again, his words were. There's a lot more black people than Martin Luther King. <laughs> yeah, that did cool stuff. I just don't understand why it's then, always. You know, but to, to I will say it did end in a, as much as we were joking about it, it did end with at least, I don't know about you, but it was profound to watch because it was like, they were talking about the death of Martin Luther King. And then they showed Kofi crying and saying like, imagine telling his kids. So I was just like, wow, that's a powerful, powerful moment. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to the Kofi Kingston, which is, there's a guy that just resonates with you. Like, man, like I watched Kofi cry and I got emotional. Like I got emotional and you know, that MLK, you know, is not my heritage. You know what I mean? So, but Kofi's just a real guy, which is why it was so much more stinging when he got taken away from us. And even more stinging that like Kofi didn't fight it. Like he was just pissed, but he just like kind of took it. I love it. I love this like realism of like, this is kind of what he's had to deal with in the last 11 years. Remember, not only the Randy Orton stupid, stupid thing took away his push, <laughs> but like where he was supposed to be in the elimination chamber in 2009 and edge came out, threw him into the steps, hit him with a chair and took his spot. And he talks about it in the edge of Christian podcast where he talks about, Hey, um, I was so excited. I was working moves for this match in my head. I was go- telling myself what I was going to do. And then the day of, they told me and they took the moment away from me. And that's always stung. And he says it. And I was just like, I feel that like I feel that right here. And that's the appeal of Kofi Kingston. It's like, he's a guy that you, you know, you it just always resonates with you, man. You could hang out with him and he'd be a cool guy to hang out with right. without going into detail. I, mean, <laughs> I can attest to that. I mean, he is a cool guy to hang out with. Look at this my guy. One name drop it. It's my one hint. For name drop it. This guy. That being said, Kofi, we got to get you on this podcast. <laughs> we have to get you on this podcast, brother. Oh, Come man. On. Do it. No, yeah. What do you think about sort of the crowd's reaction to Kofi now? Uh, I mean, what do you think about the new day? Do you think that sort of like sort of saved? You yes, know, absolutely. His career, you know, where it's a good way to say it. The problem with being entertaining sometimes is that you forget how good guys are. 
sometimes when a guy is kind of saddled down with a comedy gimmick, it's so entertaining. Like me, there's not a point where me and you haven't seen the new day on TV and just been like, holy crap, these guys are amazing. But then you forget how good of wrestlers they are because they're so entertaining that other layers of themselves are hidden. So now we have Mustafa Ali coming out, you know, with his injury and Kofi Kingston is stepping up. And you all of a sudden, I think this is what happened. It's not that anybody wasn't a fan of Kofi Kingston. It's that it's like we got that reminder of, oh, my God, Kofi's really good. Like he's a lot better. You know, he he hasn't lost a step. In fact, he's probably gained psychology. Like he's a better character than he ever was. Because Kofi, I think one thing that we were always so critical of him for was that maybe he didn't cut the best promos. Now the guy's got such energy that like he could just talk. He can just talk. Like his energy, his his whole personality is out there. The New Day brought that out. So we've added pieces to this, this puzzle, you know, pieces of clay, if you will. And Kofi stepped up. And, you know, this was a moment he wasn't supposed to have. But now it's being taken away. I love this storyline. I absolutely love it. But here's a question I have for you. I have a theory, as I always do, right? Was this supposed to be how Mustafa Ali went down with Daniel Bryan? And what I mean by that is this. Could you not see a situation where Mustafa Ali was supposed to challenge Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania? And then Vincent Mann comes out and says, no, we're not having this newcomer, this unproven guy at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens is going to be the one to challenge for the title. I'm almost wondering if that was what where the storyline was going. And then that would have brought up Mustafa Ali's worth because the fans would have been like, oh, you took it away from this young guy? Like, what's wrong with you? It's crazy to think about. You know, would it would it have been the same? I, I guess so. I guess that was the way it was going, which just means, you know, hey, look, they they are trying to push, you know, some newer guys. They are sort of changing it up a little bit. Give some guys maybe they wouldn't normally give a shot. Maybe a little taste of something. Yeah, man. And then, you know, let's get into it, too. Uh, I said two returns in 20 minutes. You have another okay. guy who was saying that his contract was going to run out in 11 days. He's known for working with Dan Marks. He works everybody on, on Twitter, and I love it. But you have a slim, trim, freaking amazing Matt Hardy showing up. And it was good because I was confused at first the way they did it Um, because you hear the bar come out and then you hear the Hardy, the Hardy boys music hit, which you're like, oh, Jeff Hardy. But they cut away to the crowd and they didn't show the graphics like they didn't show the Titan Tron or whatever. And as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, my God, he's coming out with Matt Hardy, because the only reason like in that split second, I was like, the only reason they they probably didn't cut to a shot of the stage is because the logo says the Hardy boys. And they wanted to save that reaction and and get like, you know, give a little, you know, millisecond for the TV crowd. And then sure enough, they cut to the stage and Matt Hardy looks like he looked in 2001. It's crazy. It's Matt Hardy version 1.0. All right. So (laughs) I'm realizing we probably need to cut the podcast short here because Brandon's freaking asleep. No, I'm not asleep. Yeah, you are. This is like, I'm watching you. So the people are not seeing the little window that I see. Like, and you're (laughs) literally like, 
it's like the darkness. It's the darkness of the room. Wait, right. wait. How about? Oh, I wanted to mention. Uh, how about freaking our truth <laughs> going over Mysterio and Andrade? First of all, uh, first of all, he mentioned his hero, the guy he modeled his career after, John Cena. Look and at that! That's right, damn it. It's such a great segment, man. Our <laughs> truth can't do any wrong. Like, like our truth is literally shuffle. like our truth is literally like five years older than John Cena, and he's cutting a promo of like John Cena was my hero <laughs> growing up. Oh man, it was just his comedic timing is so perfect. Uh, and then like later on when Andrade comes out, the Mysterio kind of tries to jump in the ring, and the you know he's like, "What would John Cena do?" And Carmel's like, "Probably fight them both." And he's like. Damn, he brave. <laughs> you know, like, like, what the hell? Our uh, truth is a treasure, and you know, when his career ultimately wind down, I'm gonna miss the hell out of our truth. I oh, think yeah. he's an unsung hero. He, there's another guy like a Kofi Kingston that, like, w- because he's so entertaining, we forget that he can go in the ring. So mark my words, if they give our truth a chance one day, a la Kofi Kingston. That guy will be a world champion. I know he's been NWA heavyweight champion, guys, so don't kill me for that. <laughs> I mean a WWE champion, a world heavyweight champion in that sense. Um, there's a guy that should get it before the end of his career. And he should have got it, right. damn it, in 2011. It I always say it when he was doing the heel character. Oh, my oh, God. Man. He should have gotten the title when he was feuding with, ironically, John Cena. You know what? That would have been perfect, too, to bring that all around full circle. They just didn't do it. Should have pulled the trigger. Uh, guy, if she thinks that little Jimmy is just the the little kid that our truth refers to, um, and you know dances with, she's too young for you, bro. Because there was a time, <laughs> I guess she's too young either way, actually. Yeah. But there was a time that John, you know, our truth, when you used to talk about little Jimmy, it was to make fun of the crowd of like little Jimmy comes to the show in his John Cena T-shirt. He don't care about our truth. <laughs> You know, so little Jimmy was supposed to be a mocking character, and now it's like a baby face like thing for Archer. It's kind of again, he's just talented like that. Like he can turn his heel thing into his baby face thing. How about Charlotte Flair coming out? She has some words for Rousey and Becky. Yeah, and yeah we yeah, actually we I forgot to that. mention. Yeah, we, yeah. we should mention. The ex- I know exactly where you're going with this. We yeah. should mention that Ronda Rousey forfeited essentially. <laughs> put the raw title a women's title down and said basically unless i can challenge the best that being becky lynch i don't want this title so she basically forfeited the title so which i'm surprised stephanie didn't pass it to triple h you know or just right away because you know triple h probably needs another title book it um, <laughs> but also in all seriousness um I love that. I love this storyline, but the reason I'm not mentioning it is because I want to see what happens next week. I don't think this was okay. the week of that storyline. I don't think it was the best. I think what we're going to see next week with the storyline will be a lot better. So, you know, obviously Becky got arrested and, you know, we're moving the storyline forward. So I'm excited to see what happens next week. Not so much this week, but I think this week was just overshadowed by so much other better stuff. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Like, you understand that there were storylines that upstaged Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and, and Charlotte? Like, that's been the, right. That's been like the key storyline for the past couple weeks. And we had things happen this week that overshadowed it. So, that's to tell you how good this week of wrestling's been. And that goes without saying. I think we've, we've said that enough on this podcast, man. 
So Brandon, before we wrap this up, you know, any, any final thoughts, Brandon, any questions you have for me, anything oh. you need explained for, from last week that you didn't understand? Oh yeah. How about the brilliant segment between Randy Orton and AJ Styles? I mean, that's, that's how you want to end the podcast. Ended, that's how you should. That's how they should have ended the show. AJ's, man. AJ's a good baby face, man. AJ's AJ's an amazing baby face, and he cut a really, really strong baby face promo. And then, sure enough, Randy Orton shows up when he's I mean, talking about well, who's the challenge next. But they should have just cut to a wide shot of Randy Orton, and he should have just been like, "This is the pose, man." And then that's it. That that's how the episode should have ended. But speaking, I, of, yeah. I just did Randy Orton's pose. I I got to explain this to the people who are listening to the audio version. They're like, "What the hell is he talking about?" He, I don't even know what he just did. So, guys, I'm doing Randy Orton's pose. Yeah, Brandon. Right. You think about that pose. All right, guys. But because we said we would end on this pose, I think that will do it for episode 24 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. Please go on YouTube and subscribe. So, YouTube.com/slash Kenny for Your Thoughts, and we will leave you with this pose. Go ahead, Brandon. The pose. Yeah. Pyro. Guys, before we go, I did want to say we probably will have a guest next week. Pretty excited. You might have heard his song on one our last episode. So that's no my hint hint to you. Way. We should have a little bit of a guest going. And uh we got some cool stuff going with him because he he'll be jumping on another podcast right after ours. Uh, close personal friend of ours, so I'm I'm leaving that hint for you there. Yeah, uh, but looking forward to episode 25 of, Ke- of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. But before we go, we do want you to save 20 percent off of your Wrestle Crate <gasps> with code Save a Kenny. I'm actually using the Wrestle Crate right now underneath my laptop to prop up the camera, Brandon, so that you can see the pretty face. Oh, right? Hey, but before we go, Randy Orton Pope. That's right.